Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week, the case of the man who wouldn't grow a beard, truly spectacular tales of shame, and much, much, much more. Let's go. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Big time, Gene O'Neill. You know what, Jordan? It's great to have somebody. We don't need to introduce him. We don't need to prompt him. He's right there. Because he knows what's going on. He's on our wavelength, Jordan. Yeah. Who are we talking about now? <laughs> <laughs> Eugene. Ha ha. Um, do we need to like reset Gene for people who might be coming into this a little late? Yeah, Gene may or may not have... Well, Gene may or may not have been murdered by you uh, earlier on well, in the history of Jordan Jesse Go. Um, he was also the longtime, uh, the longtime co-host of uh, The Sound of Young America in the Santa Cruz days, before he kind of stopped showing up. Yeah. So anyway, so the show, the show, <laughs> yeah. the, show the uh, that works pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Hey guys, what's up with you murdering me? I don't remember that happening. Yeah. No. Totally. Didn't Jordan? Didn't you murder Gene? Am I misremembering this? I did, but I got over it. Oh, you okay. asshole. And I let him be, be back to life. Man, if you hadn't brought it up, I would have totally forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, but you hey, know. Hey, just, just forget again so the uh, Christmas party isn't weird. I could have <laughs> used like a previously on Jordan Jesse Go oh, to kind of like, you know, because I, yeah, I don't really know what's, yeah, I don't know what's getting, been going on It's getting pretty show. convoluted. Yeah. Mm, Gene, are you Gene? Yes. Okay, well then problem solved. Oh, okay. All right, now I feel like I know what's going on. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey guys, I got a big question for you. Okay. All right. Spit it out. What do you guys like Tell us. better? Egrets, the bird, uh huh. Or E grits, the downloadable southern side dish. <laughs> <laughs> what do you like better? Mm, I don't really like Egrets the bird. Um I wasn't aware they were a thing until you just said them. Yeah, yeah. Kind of no. like a crane. Okay. You only knew it's like about a, it's like a tall water bird. You only knew about e grits. Yeah, I don't really know what those are either. The downloadable southern side dish. Oh, okay, that sounds pretty good. Can you get can you get a cheesy e grits? Yes. Oh, well then it costs more. How much more? Extra quarter. Well, where, it where depends on the, depends on how much you want. Where does the food come out of? Are they um, what's just a picture? The of internet. It? It's, a, it's a JPEG. Oh, you can't eat that. Oh, wait. You cannot eat a JPEG. Yeah, I'll take the bird. You uh, can be a companion. Fun side fact, you can't have sex with a JPEG either. <laughs> <laughs> I challenged that I, that notion, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> I can't rub my dick on a computer screen, though. That okay. I do know. <laughs> I know that all too well, that mm-hmm. you can rub your dick on a computer <laughs> screen. <laughs> That's why I have to keep Windex in this studio at all times. Okay, I'm going to go with egrets. Yeah? Just because yeah. I don't like egrets. Yeah, I'll go with egrets too. Wait, which one are you going with? Egrets or egrets? I just want to agree with you. Okay, well, because I'm going with egrets because you can get a cheesy grits. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. Can too. you get sausage in your egrets? You, yeah, you can. You can oh. have them. You can have them any way you want it. That's the uh, that's the slogan of egrets.com. Are egrets have in them danger any way you... of being extinct? They are. Yeah. Uh oh. What's wrong? A new wrinkle. They live Looks in... like we've got a defender of the wetlands. They, yeah, they live America's in America's uh... wetlands. I might have the only one that could make me rich. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you have an egret? Well, if I had one. But you I, don't have one. Well, isn't that part of this hypothetical that I get the thing? <laughs> yeah, which would, you know. What would you rather you, have? What do you like better? Could we just sell? Could, so we get this one. Is, no, this is what do you prefer. No, so we get one of the egrets or we can have a... Like, what do you think is better for America? Can you sell? Can you sell the egrets and then use the money you get to buy egrets? <laughs> yes, if you can get your hands on an egret. I'm well, not that, saying you get one in this It sounds situation. like I just found a way to have it both ways. <laughs> I mean, they fly. They're, they're flighted birds. Can you clip their wings so they can't fly anymore? You still have to get one. Like, if you can, get if one I enough to clip its wings, you can put it in a box and sell it. Are they strong enough for me to grab onto its talons and fly me away? <laughs> oh, no. Jordan, too small. can I feed my egret to a crocodile? Yes. If, I'm, you, I'm just this saying, is what's, great. I'm saying what's better for America. If you, you get, get an egret, you, you can get do an, whatever the fuck you want to You it. get an egret and a crocodile in the egret one. Can I tie a note to an egret and fly it to the French foreign resistance? You can do anything to the egret. Can I anything? conflate the French foreign legion and the French resistance into one force? I'm asking which is better. <laughs> like, if you were to to rank them, which would be number one? Well, it would definitely be, be better to add them to put them into one force because then it's more skills. They would have the underground guerrilla fighting techniques of the French resistance plus the desert fighting techniques of the French foreign legion. And plus, I'm pretty sure the French foreign legion wears berets. Yeah, but the problem is that the leaders of both factions can't decide which is better, egrets or egrets. Yeah, and that's why so that's why fundamental broke down. Ideological split. Talks broke down. Well, I'm going egrets. Yeah, I'm going with egrets. Well, were we right? No, you weren't. What? What? It's egrets. <laughs> and I just had two oh, egrets in the car I was going to give you guys, but now you don't get them. We were oh, close. Oh, fuck. He, had, he was bullshitting us the whole time when he Can told I us we didn't get answer? one. Like, I'm changing my answer to egrets. Those things are ruining my car, by the way. I'm changing my answer to egrets. It's too late. I don't think you like them enough. Mm. I only wanted to give them to two guys who really like them, you know? Jordan. But if you guys would rather have some flash-in-the-pan fad of a side dish, I'm sure you guys are going to ditch your egrets as soon as E. Haricot Verts comes along. Oh, man, are those out? (laughs) No. Let's go on the internet. They're just a glimmer in Steve Jobs' eye. Can I look those up on Game Facts? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, man, that's my homepage. They're available from (laughs) mycokerewards.com. I've saved a lot of bottle caps, Jordan. Mm -hmm. A lot of bottle caps. Sorry, guys. I'm just going to shoot the birds when I get home. (laughs) (laughs) Can you give me something to feed to this crocodile? That motherfucker's hungry. (laughs) Now, you made your bed with that crocodile purchase. You got to lie in it. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Big time Gene O'Neill here. You were a little bit late on that one, Gene. I thought that you were like the most on top of it of any person. It seems like you were a little bit late on that. That's yeah, what it sorry, like I wasn't me. paying attention. I was late, man. That was Chris Fairbanks late. I was in dreamland. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Jordan, he was in dreamland. Yeah. Well, 
I um I went to Santa Cruz this weekend. You, remember, you guys remember that place? Yeah, I seem to remember something about that place. Oh, man. That's that place where I got all that pussy, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. You're thinking of uh, Dreamland. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man, that's a great place. Yeah. <laughs> I got tons of pussy there just a second ago. <laughs> you were getting pussy while you were sitting there with us? Yeah. That's yeah, weird. you guys were there, too. It was great. Cool. You all, <laughs> what was I doing? <laughs> you were just laughing. <laughs> what was I up to? Uh, you were taking notes. Oh, good. <laughs> what a nerd, huh? Well, what a poindexter. Just in case I ever need to, uh, you know, get some pussy. Sure. Um, Santa Cruz is weird, man. Yep. I haven't been there since graduation, so you'll have to like tell me what it's like again. Not even once? No. Not even one time? Nope, not even one time. It was really a trip for me to go to, go to Santa Cruz. I I really like, it's weird, like, when we were living in Santa Cruz, I, I had a lot of complaints about it, as you did, might imagine. Did you hit up your old haunts, like your dorm, <laughs> and then the apartment you moved into? <laughs> yeah, I thought, you know, I was almost, in, I was in the beach flats, I almost drove past that apartment, you know, the, the legendary apartment where uh, Nathaniel tried to boil an egg without any water. <laughs> um, that happened. <laughs> he claims that the water all boiled off, but I find that no more plausible. Well, that must have been a well-boiled egg. <laughs> I would imagine so. You got to figure at that point it's fully boiled. You know what I mean? Well, that's how he likes it. Yeah, I mean, no, I don't mean to come down on him. He likes a full, well-boiled egg. You know? Um, it was like uh, it was really it made me want to live there. I was like, man, Santa Cruz was nice. It's so life was so easy then. Oh, Jesse, you've gone soft. Yeah, man. I'm so. You want to live in Santa Cruz now? Yeah. After I, it took us that long to get out of there, I want to live in yeah, Santa we Cruz. Tooth and nail to get out of that hellhole to the urban paradise we're in today, and you just want to go right back in. I'm thinking this about like in Shawshank Redemption, where that guy hung himself because he didn't like he didn't like being out of prison. Yeah, we haven't even made it in Hollywood yet. That was the deal. We make <laughs> yeah. it in Hollywood, then we go back. And we fuck all our old professors. <laughs> <laughs> that was the blood pact we made on graduation day. Oh, uh-huh. I graduated later than you guys, though. So. Yeah, we came back, remember? To make the blood pact. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, official. It's like, uh, there's like, I just want to be, I, there's like a very strong appeal to me now to be an old person. Yeah. No, you know, I Santa Cruz, I mean, God love it. It's, it seems like it, it, if you're there any time in your life other than when you're going to college there or when you're being some old weirdo, then like you shouldn't those are the two times when it's okay to live in Santa Cruz. Yeah, exactly. Or if you're or if you love to surf. Sure. Well, but I mean, that's, that's that, never that, gonna seems, a, that seems to fall under old weirdo too. Oh, okay. Old surf weirdo is a kind of weirdo. <laughs> I was able to handle a lot more drugs back then. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I, I guess I missed that element. <laughs> you missed the, the drug tolerance you once had? I don't yes. think that was related to the climate or anything. I don't know. There was that nice ocean breeze. It was good for hangovers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the sand was an easy place to wake up in. <laughs> the bus stop here in L.A., not so much. <laughs> yeah, well, fair enough. I was thinking of riding, riding the, riding that bus down to the downtown, mm-hmm. going to the Salvation Army. You know, life was so simple. Go to Streetlight Records. Go to Streetlight Records. Purchase a compact disc. 
Yeah, man. Now they got all these digital files. I just don't understand them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You MP3s. Know what I mean? MP3s. On their iNanos. The pot's so strong these days. Not like when we were in college. Yeah, it was nice. It was a nice mellow high. Yeah, very mellow. Yeah, you had to smoke a ton to get fucked up. <laughs> now you just, yeah. <laughs> now you just get all paranoid and punch yourself in the dick. <laughs> um, really? Like, what do you th- like? What would you do? Like, in your in this weird fantasy you had where you moved to Santa Cruz, what do you do with your Wait, life? So you, I'm confused. Your nostalgia for the past to be young again makes you want to be old i will when i'm in santa cruz i want to be there in santa cruz but the only way that i can imagine staying in santa cruz for more than a day or two is if i'm really old why can't you be there now because i'm not really old gene yeah but i'm what only a, 27 but what about your biology prevents you from enjoying santa cruz have you been to santa cruz that place is a snooze what do you do out here I don't know. Nothing. Same shit I'd do in Santa Cruz, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. You can't surf the internet <laughs> in Santa Cruz? Well, I'll tell you this. There's no pho in Santa Cruz. Vietnamese noodle soup. Oh, that's true. There is no pho. There isn't even Vietnamese sandwich in Santa Cruz. Yeah. And there's not those Coke parties that you love so much. Yeah. Coca-Cola parties? Sure. <laughs> they, don't, they, they only have RC Cola okay. and Diet Right. <laughs> So when you're older and you can't do the pho scene anymore. When I can't handle pho, when, I, when I'm older and I think I can't handle eating any tripe. That's you know, when you're going to go back to Santa Or Cruz. any any soft tendon. Soft tendon, by the way, is my favorite kind of pho. Sure. Soft, I mean, yeah. it's self-evident, right? And you start drinking diet right because you'll have diabetes at that point. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be drinking diet right. I won't be having any more pho because I can't gum it. You know, I can't gum the tripe. You see what I'm saying? I see. I gotcha. No, but you know what I mean. Like, Santa Cruz would be a great place to be lazy and do nothing. Oh, are you kidding? Of course. You just walk around. Everybody's like pretty socially nice. acceptable. Like, people are like, all right, good job being lazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone, like, supports laziness. You know what? My, uh, my aunt and uncle who live in Washington, D.C., they're very successful. My aunt's a very successful real estate agent. My uncle was a successful, I want to say, an engineer, electrical engineer, something like that. You know, he made a very, made a very good living. He, my uncle has a sister uh, who lives in Santa Cruz. They think she is the craziest fucking person in the world. I mean, they love her. She's related to them. But you can tell when my uncle brings up his sister, my aunt just rolls her eyes and thinks this is the batshittest woman. It's because she's in a ukulele band. <laughs> oh, that could be you. And she lives. Ooh, yeah. And she lives in a trailer on the beach. I think we need to get John Hodgman back on here. Should <laughs> Jesse move back to Santa Cruz right now? Pick up a uke and be in a ukulele band. Man, people are so nice to you in Santa Cruz, and they're not that creepy kind of trick nice. They're just high, you know. Sure, you know. No, what absolutely, I, mean? I can see the appeal. I don't know. That's kind of all. The, on the other hand, it's also entirely possible that I was just like feeling like everyone was nice because uh, my mom had almost poisoned my dog to death the previous night in San Francisco, and so anything would seem like the nicest thing in the world. How'd you do that? My mom's always complaining about it and me not bringing the dog over to the house because she thinks it's a grandchild, you know? Sure. And to punish you for that. And to punish mm. me for that, she, I, I'm like Coco's, you know, she's into picking shit up off the ground and eating it, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, uh, a chicken bone or, of course, her, her beloved Octo. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she picked up some rat poison from the ground hmm. in my mom's in my mom's uh, in my mom's bedroom. Had to take her to the emergency dog hospital. Did she get, have to get an emergency dog stomach pump. Yeah, big, that's exactly what they yeah, did. Yeah, my dog when I was growing up ate some uh, snail bait. Yeah, from the uh, yard, and uh, yeah, apparently whatever the ingredient in snail bait is that makes snails want to eat it also works on dogs. Do they put the dog on a little dog stretcher? <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> they actually they actually picked her up in a little tiny dog ambulance. Oh, that's cute. Dog- <laughs> Driven by a dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, let's go. And it immediately crashed. Let's go poison some dogs. <laughs> yeah. Just to get the ambulance. Yeah. And then cheer it on as it drives off. And there's a little dog lawyer that chases him. <laughs> 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 Wait, I can get you more bones, <laughs> he says. Don't you think that would happen in Santa Cruz, though? Look me in the eyes and tell me that that's not what's going on right now in Santa Cruz. Do- what, dog's the dog, right, now, the dog's Santa Cruz City, right now, the Santa Cruz City Council is approving legislation to make, make it so that dogs can get driver's license so they can become paramedics. Jesus, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, what are we doing wasting our lives in this hellhole? Let's get out of here. You know what I'm talking about, right? You got your fir trees, something like that, some kind of evergreen. Yeah. Got a beautiful beach. Got some surfer chicks. Got some, you know what I mean? They got that one place that had those good cookies. Oh, oh yeah. I yeah. remember that. Yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. And you, if, you were, if you were with Tyler, Tyler would buy you a cookie. Yeah. You ever do that for you? Oh, yeah. That's the greatest. He'd be like, cookies for everybody. <laughs> Yeah, I'll move back. Yeah, that there guy would drop that, that guy would drop four bucks to start a party. Seriously, seriously. So, are you guys in? Or are we going to move back to Santa Cruz now? Oh, I'm not. I have too much self respect. <laughs> yeah, I don't like you guys enough to, go, to move somewhere with you. <laughs> well, Thanks, though. I guess that leaves me and Coco. Luckily, our healthcare needs are well provided for by the team of. Dog paramedics. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll like to see what those guys are going to do if you get sick, Jesse. They are not going to be so generous. You think that the dogs are going to turn against me? Yeah. I voted for the city councilman who voted for the law that allowed dogs to become paramedics. Dogs don't care. They just want to kill all humans. The board of dog directors doesn't like you. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, I guess we shouldn't move to Santa Cruz then. Yeah. Fine. It's done. Way to quash my dreams. Yep. Sorry, Jesse. Someone had to give it to you straight. Okay. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Big time Gene O'Neill. Uh, our guest on the telephone line is Jim Rayal. He's the master of Would You Rather. If you're not a longtime listener to Jordan, Jesse, go. Here's a little bit about how this segment works. Jim will present the three of us with two choices. Uh, they may be two similar but slightly different choices, or they may be two wildly divergent choices. Um, he's the expert. We can ask him uh, any questions we might have about those two choices. Then we'll deliberate amongst ourselves and make our selections which each of us would prefer from among those two. Then, Jim, being the master of Would You Rather, will tell us whether we were correct or incorrect. Uh, Jim, thanks for coming back on Jordan Jesse Go. It's always a pleasure to have you. Anytime, guys. I love being here. Uh, what's our Would You Rather for this week? Okay, you ready? Yeah, absolutely. Let me get my pen out. <laughs> okay. Now, 
Would you rather be awarded the key to the city for actions of bravery or have a 100%... Uh, or, or be 100% illness-free for the next eight years. Wow. Hmm. Illness-free. Let me ask you a question, Jim, just okay. right off the bat, something that just leaps to mind right off the bat. Yeah, go ahead. I had never suffered from allergies as a child, uh, and somehow in the past two or three years, I have become, I've had a lot of hay fever issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, would this clear up my allergies, or is it just you know bacterial and viral stuff? No, it's, it, it will it will definitely uh, allergies allergies will definitely go in the in the uh, under the umbrella of uh, of illness. Any any kind of any kind of uh, for, foreign entity that uh, that you know in, invades your system in in any way. So I wouldn't have to wear a condom for eight years. <laughs> <laughs> No, Gene, you, you have to wear a condom. You mean a female condom in your butt? Is that what you're talking about? Uh-huh. A foreign entity invading your body, Gene? <laughs> you can still get chicks pregnant too, right? Yes, totally. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Uh, do I mean do we know? Do we know what kind of bravery it is? Um, you know that's that, that's that's something that that you can um, you know you're you're kind of free to uh, uh, you know c- come up you know with that with 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 some bounds. Um, but, but I didn't get uh, shot in the face, did I? <laughs> uh, no, yeah, no. Nothing, you're, you're, this isn't one of those sympathy braveries where it's like you just give it to a guy who doesn't have legs anymore, right? No, no. It's 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 uh, it's um, we're this is kind of a, a, a situation of, of let's say outstanding bravery. Is there a big ceremony on the steps of City Hall? Absolutely. Okay. What do chicks think about me if I have received the key to the city? Does it affect my standing with chicks? They're very impressed. Does the key to the city do anything, or is it just uh, ornamental? Is it just like it's, a symbolic thing, or can it actually open doors in the city? Or a secret vault. Or get you free meals at restaurants? Yeah. Well, it, 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 may, it may get you free meals, meals at, at restaurants, but, but it... It, it is uh, purely de- uh, decorative. It's um, I. Yeah. It, it would be something that you would have up on your mantle or on the wall, or if you had a really big chain, you could maybe hang it around your neck. What kind so of the mayor maybe has just a box of these he goes handing out willy nilly to you know <laughs> no, no, first there's... graders who write their own plays. No, that's that's not outstanding bravery, Jordan. <laughs> Pretty brave. You gotta put yourself out there like that. No, you don't even. You just these things out, you know. Yeah. You what know, if people buy, hate it? Biannually, <laughs> maybe. Jim, the play is about the boogeyman. Mm-hmm. It's so extremely he, brave. So he's, and he's uh, how the first year. grader was molested. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I think the kid deserves some credit. But you know, he's maybe not old enough for the key to the city. That's a pretty. Um, adult honor. Does it? Does the key to the city come in some kind of a decorative? presentation case or do I have to buy my own presentation case in order to present it no you are you're gonna have a, uh, a clear case that uh, that that uh, has has uh, mountable options does it have a chain so I can wear it around my neck or possibly a clip so I can attach it to my belt it, it doesn't come with that but you can you can do you know whatever you want with it can I is can it I, big how big is it it's uh, let me hold it let me put the phone down I can hold, hold my hands out it's, it's probably about a Maybe uh, fifteen to sixteen inches uh, long. Are you, Jim? Are you only? I know you're all. You are the master of would you rather, but it sounds like you can only estimate sizes by using your hands. 
<laughs> well, I'm I'm a very visual person, Jesse. I, gotcha. I, I, nice. I can't just go you know willy nilly. He's know? actually using his penis right now. <laughs> <laughs> is, 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 is there a camera in here? Are you guys watching me? <laughs> Yeah, we're watching you jack off. <laughs> Keep doing what Guilty. you're doing. Finish up, please. It ain't the first time, buddy. Um, Buddha. So if I, I have the immune you. system thing, are scientists going to want to study me all day to will get you, my nutrients? Will you say that, <laughs> <laughs> Can you repeat that? Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, if, I have, nutrients. if I have the immune the super immune system, are scientists yes. going to want to study me all day to get my nutrients? Um, you know, only if, if you, you know, if you, if you, if you go if, blabbing, if you, if you go like bragging thing, in bars, you know, you don't need to go blabbing. Okay. Let me, well, I want to blab. I want to brag about the new thing that I'm getting. Well, sure. Then you can certainly do that. And I, I would expect that scientists would, would, uh, be, you know, uh, greatly interested in, in your, in your, in your cells and your, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, your, your nutrients. Sounds like a double-edged sword to me. Yeah. Well, you maybe you want to keep it to yourself then. Man, a lot. But also having the key to the city is a double-edged sword because guys in bars want to beat you up just because they want to like because they, they say that they took down the guy who had the key to the yeah, city. Yeah, they want to take your key to the you city. You know that brave <laughs> hero? <laughs> I fucked that guy yeah. up in Hennessy. That's the law of the streets. If you beat him up, you get his key. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a, actually a limited number of keys to the city. So every time the mayor gives out a key to the city, that means he kicked the shit out of a guy yeah. who a previous mayor had given a key to the city to. That's what the movie Stand and Deliver is about. <laughs> You would not believe how many fucking keys to the city Edward James almost has right now. Yeah. Yeah. And when that guy's in his 60s. He's so tough. And when the mayor dies, uh, only the owners of the key can open his treasure. <laughs> <laughs> his, his mayor's loot, they call it. God, you guys are a bunch of idiots. <laughs> Okay, wait. No, in 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 all seriousness, it's time to put Jim, a bow on this. Do all the do all the illnesses like build up uh, over time, or no, and no, then no, they're no, unleashed no. upon me? Certainly not. Would I lose my various immunities and and so on and so forth? No. Uh, as if no. I was a like a baby who's who was too often cleaned and no, thus didn't. No, no, no. You're gonna you're gonna go back to normal, Jesse. Uh, there will be no negative side effects from from you know uh being underexposed to to bacteria or anything like that are you guys ready to make your decisions yeah yeah i've been ready okay uh jordan jordan what's your pick i'm saying i'm saying key to the city it'd be uh i i had a i had a kind of a brush with local fame recently i uh, i appeared in a a, a a commercial for the nbc4 weather forecast with nbc4's fritz coleman and uh man <laughs> okay the, <laughs> The congratulatory phone calls from uh, family and high school friends have not stopped since the commercial has started airing. It's made me feel pretty good. I imagine that, like you know, a story about me in the uh, you know the local paper uh, would uh, would would bring me some of the, some similar fame that I'm going to be craving once this whole weather commercial thing uh, wears off. Okay, fair enough. Gene, what's your pick? Yeah, I too had a brush with fame recently. <laughs> I was uh, on Perverted Justice Dateline with Chris Hansen because <laughs> I thought I was picking up a free mattress. <laughs> what did it turn out to be? Apparently it turned out to be an underage girl mm. posing as some sort of uh, 
crack team. I was oh. posing as some sort of mattress distributor. <laughs> yeah. You thought you were chatting with the mattress online, and you said, like, hey, I can't wait to come on you. And they're like, oh, he's a pervert. Yeah, what the hell? Sounded just like a mattress. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with the skeleton key to the city. Skeleton key. When you say sounded just like a mattress, you mean it typed in the style, in the manner that a mattress would type. Ah, yes, that's what I meant. Thank you, Jesse. It uses a lot of emoticons and slang. Sure, absolutely. Well, um, you know, as much as as much as being a local celebrity appeals to me, I mean, I too have done my share of local television commercial. Um, sure, it's great to have people come up to you and say. Aren't you that naked guy from that commercial uh, for expressions? Um, and I'm going to go with uh, uh, Eight Years of Perfect Health, uh, just because I'm really sick and tired of this no constant nose blowing. I just think it would be great to have free and clear uh, br- breath passageways, both personally and professionally. Uh, a few times I've had to turn off my microphone and kind of discreetly blow my nose in the middle of an interview. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm just sick and tired of that. And, uh, above and beyond all else, you guys know, I, I suffer from, uh, migraine headaches and, uh, if, if migraine headaches were left my life for eight years, what a joy that would be. No Going amount, back would be tough though, huh? No amount of, uh, keying into the mayor's vault would make up for that. <laughs> Even even if I could get into the city's secret catacombs, I don't think it would be worth it. Oh, man. Are you sure, Jesse? Uh, catacombs. Do you think the catacombs have any, like... Catacombs. Do you think there's mummies in there, though? I'm concerned about mummies. They're probably friendly, like <laughs> yeah. in the movies. Yeah, well, You know, I'm, you've seen The Mummy. I'm sticking with perfect health. Uh, Jim, you're, you're the master of Would You Rather. Who was correct? Boy, this is a this is a this was a tough one. Not uh, for you I, though. What? Not for you though. You're the master. Yeah, you have the answer already. Every answer is obvious. <laughs> yeah. Well. Come on, dude. Do something to help your mythos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, um, this week, um, un- unfortunately, uh, although you know, uh, Gene and Jordan had some pretty c- convincing reasons. Uh, Jesse is going to be our only winner. What? What? Bullshit. Uh, Bullshit. We did all that discussion for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that was a huge waste of time. Yeah. If I'm not going to be right, I would have rather not talked about it. Well, well, any day of the week. um, We could have been uh, talking about what we think Indiana Jones is going to be like. Oh, oh, man. man. It was was (laughs) so-so. I hear there's a UFO. And it's not ridiculous. They don't treat it ridiculously. Gene, stop, stop saying things. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, um, sorry. Spoiler alert. I should have said. So wh- why was I correct, Jim? Well, you were you were correct, Jesse, because um, although you know prestige and and uh, you know the boosted confidence that having the the uh, key to the city would would uh, would you know would definitely um, bring, uh, you always got to take health uh, over over those um, you know other other. Not so, at the end of the day, not so important things. Well, Jim, to you, and to you, Gene and Jordan, I offer a simple toast. L'chaim. <laughs> you. Yeah. Take your Jew beard out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thanks for that toast. That's thanks, Jim. Anytime. Yep. Man. Yep. Bye, Adios. Jim. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, la, la. 
It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy. Big time Jim. Gene O'Neill. That oh. was too fast. Oh. Mm-hmm. That time it was God. too fast, Jim. Yeah, that was Chris Fairbanks fast. <laughs> Why do you compare everything to Chris Fairbanks? Oh, my, my favorite guy. Yeah, he is a pretty awesome guy. <sighs> anyway. How would you compare Chris Fairbanks? Let me ask you this question, Jordan. Yeah. Look at me and tell me. Sure. If Chris Fairbanks was a way to plan how to go to movies with your friends, what website would Chris Fairbanks be? Why, he'd be IWantToSeeThat.com. That's a great website. You know about this website? You're on this website. Yeah, I am on that website. That is a good website. Yeah, we click click what movie we want to see. And then the website tells us which people we know want to go see the movie. Do you want to go see a movie sometime, Gene, with me in the Korean movie theater? You know, that site is also good for uh, if you have someone you don't want to see a movie with, uh-huh. and you find out that they want to see the same movie as you, you uh-huh. can in advance pretend you've already seen it. Yeah, absolutely. Jesse, I think I already saw that Korean movie you're talking about. Oh. Nice. Thanks, I want to see that dot com. G- uh, 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 <laughs> it Jordan? helps with lies. Jordan? What? Uh, getting back to Chris Fairbanks here for a second. Sure. If comedian Chris Fairbanks was a site that you would use to entertain yourself on the web, maybe get a few laughs, um, but he wasn't chrisfairbanks.com or myspace.com slash chrisfairbanks. <laughs> um, yeah, man, you think that guy was giving us money. He should pony up at this point. Uh, wh- what website would you be your best guess uh, that he might be? I think it would be blueshat.net. Yeah, blueshat.net sounds like a great guess. That might be what Chris Fairbanks would be, because like Chris Fairbanks, full of laughs, full of great times. Uh, it's a comic, mm-hmm. in this case a web comic. But it would be a website, so webcomic, right? Sure. Believe it or not, I've been on that website independent of your guys urging me to go on it, and I enjoy it very much. There you go, blueshat.net. And uh, there you are. Bob's your uncle, guys. Chris Fairbanks says, visit (laughs) IWantToSeeThat.com and blueshat.net, or you're no friend of his, and he's from Montana. Yep. Is that right, Montana? Yeah. Okay, great. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm big time Gene O'Neill. Um, we, uh, you know, from time to time, Jordan, we have we all have disputes in life. Sure. You know what I'm talking about. Um, let's say, uh, you know, I prefer to use a skillet, and someone else prefers to use a saucepan. Or an engine block. Or an engine block. You got it big time. Uh, And ultimately, you have to look to someone as an authority, someone who can decide. In ancient times, you would have gone to King Solomon. Um, Or um, the smartest dinosaur. (laughs) Exactly. Which was Archaeopteryx. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Though technically not a dinosaur. Well, was Archaeopteryx technically kind of a flightless bird, wasn't it? I think it could. I think it could glide. He no was way. the only dinosaur with glasses, so everyone just listened to him. <laughs> <laughs> um, Naturally occurring glasses. In in contemporary America, we have to turn to a power higher than a king, uh, an intellectual giant. Someone who has all world knowledge and is thus fully capable of rendering judgment upon anyone. 
Uh, it's a segment on Jordan Jesse Go called Judge Sean Hodgman. Judge Hodgman, welcome to the program. Thank you. I am now in session. We have a complainant uh, on the program. His name is Nick. We also have a respondent. His name is Dre. Now, as I understand it, the two of them are... Hang on, I'm just taking some notes here. <laughs> Nick and Dre. How do you spell your name, Dre? D-R-E-Y. Oh, God. <laughs> I think I think I know who, who yeah. wins. <laughs> <laughs> things are Dre with that let's, dreamy let's spelling. The charade. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and Nick, I I would like you to uh, explain for us in the audience, uh, us us here in uh, Sound of Young America, Jordan Jesse Go World Headquarters, and Judge Hodgman, exactly what your complaint is. All right. Well. The, the problem is that Dre and I have been buddies for a while now, and he's... This is guy. Nick speaking or Dre speaking about himself? Speaking. <laughs> okay, very well. Go on, Nick. And, uh, and he's kind of a guy set in his ways, and, um, and recently our group of friends and I have been able to convince him to, to cut his long hair much shorter, which was a nice first step, but ultimately we want him to grow a giant beard uh, to complete his look, and he absolutely, adamantly refuses to grow a beard, and I think he should be forced to. All right. Uh, how exactly? How large what, is this group of uh, is this group of friends, Nick? Wait, wait, wait. I'll ask the questions here. Sorry, Judge. How large is the group of friends? Three or four guys. Nah. Three or four guys, Jesse. Gotcha. That's Thanks, Judge. Do you have any further questions? I do. What sort of hairstyle is Dre sporting now? And I'd like to hear it from Nick, and then I'd like to hear it from Dre later. Well, Dre, um, Dre has kind of a um, a wavy, short, quaff kind of a um, throwback '80s off to the side a little bit. It used to be like short. Okay, I've heard enough. All right, good. Dre, wavy, short, quaff. What's your side of the story? Well, actually, Judge, if I may, um, I have a visual aid for you. That's going to be extremely helpful in this situation. Thank you. Um, I know this is great for, for a podcast. but And a telephone conversation. Yes, exactly. Um, but if you go to this web address, I have pre- uh, I've prepared Exhibit A and B for you, sir. Hang on. Let me crank up the Internet. Okay. Oh, God. Man, I want to go on the Internet. <laughs> Okay, what's the web address? The internet sounds suspiciously uh, like a martini. <laughs> it's it's www. You're either getting drunk, internet. you're either getting drunk or playing boggle, and I don't like either of those options. Never, never boggle, never boggle. <laughs> There's a cup full of pens. Let's go. Okay. Internet address. Go. Uh, Draynet. D R E Y. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait a minute. This is a plug for your internet site. No, it's not. We can edit this out. Please, Jesse, do me, promise me this one thing. Yes. Do not let this guy plug his internet site on your radio show, won't you? This no, is not, not a radio your show. Your podcast. We'll just do a um, we'll just do a voiceover so that uh, listeners go to mycokerewards.com. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So, so say it again. Uh, www. What? Uh, it's draynet.com. So D R E Y N is uh-huh. Nancy right. E dot com. Now, how is net spelled? <laughs> slash JJ Go. Slash okay, JJ. so it's www.areasofmyexpertise.com. Got it. <laughs> Go. Slash JJ Go. Should Drag grow a beard, it says here. There you go. It doesn't right. say anything on my internet. I don't believe this thing even exhibit exists. Exhibit A. 
Okay, I'm looking at Exhibit A now. Exhibit A is, and I think I think your listeners, by the way, Jesse and Jordan and Gene, you should you should let them have this website address because they'll need to see this in order to verify. Okay, Exhibit A. Exhibit A. Uh, this is you. Uh, what? Well, you describe it to me. Uh, that would be my my current appearance. Uh, okay. Sans gigantic beard. Right. And okay. is that is that okay? And that and and a zip up little. Uh, you know, yeah, pull over there. A black you pullover. A and you're hung over in this picture. Okay. Exhibit B. That would be my um, my mock-up of of the travesty that Nick would like to visit upon my face. This is a CGI beard. Yes. Yes. It is. <laughs> See, this is all news to me. I, I was By the not fine aware folks that we in industrial to, light and magic. I didn't and, know we were allowed to provide all sorts of. Uh, of uh, examples. Who's this? And Nick? Everything. Is this you, Nick? This is Nick. Well, I don't want to hear your whining at this point. You made your case. And also, you'll note there's a side-by-side comparison of the two. All right, I'll go look at that now. Just so you know what we're talking about here. We're talking yeah. about a beard, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, think, I think with the side-by-side comparison, you really gilded the lily there, because I could have just used my back-and-forth buttons on my browser. Oh, but but why, Bob? Uh, uh, look, don't try to butter me up by doing these side-by-side comparisons, all right? Sorry, sir. Dre, can now I you ask you a question? Far. Do you have all-world knowledge? Uh, sorry, I do not. How would you describe this beard? What kind of beard would you say this is? Uh, I would say that is of the Osama bin Laden variety. Yeah, it's probably the worst possible beard you could pick. It's worse than that. It's a CGI Osama. Yeah. You can't even find a barber who'll do that for you anymore. Now listen, how was your hair before? You was long? Is that the thing? Yes, yes. Uh, I would say uh, like like a Jonathan Colton length. Did you, are you uh, did you look beautiful like Jonathan Colton does, or did you just look like a giant nerd? And what is your age? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Answer I, the first question. <laughs> Answer Jesse the bailiff's question. Uh. Boy, that's debatable. I'm, I'm not. I, I think I like that look, but you know. Hey, if Jesse's the bailiff, what am I? What am I in the court? Head lawyer? You're John Larroquette. Aren't, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, can I be mole? No, you're Mel Torme. <laughs> uh, all right, we've moved can past I be the, the inevitable room, night can court I, references. Can I, can I be the room that the lawyers eat lunch in? <laughs> <laughs> you mean that? You mean that all night cafeteria where they would hang out and then engage with wacky personalities from yeah. the streets of New York? That's what sure. I want to be. You can be the room. Can I be a magic trick? (laughs) Yes. And you can be a wacky tie as well. (laughs) Fantastic. Everything's coming together. Everything's coming together for your dream of impersonating uh, uh, inanimate objects in uh, night court. (laughs) So, uh, all right. So, listen, Dre, what is your age? 35. 35. Dre, to your credit, you you look you look great for thirty five. Aha, dorky but great. <laughs> you are one of my points, one of my main points. It's all Photoshop. <laughs> Don't let him pull the wool over your eyes with his fancy digital graphic skills. Nick, I have to ask you a question at this point. Yes. Why do you and your friends uh, feel so strongly that Dre needs to grow a beard? It's not just Dre. I feel like anybody that has the ability to grow an awesome beard, and even if you look at his own Exhibit A, you can see that the stubble there proves that he has the ability to grow an amazing beard. 
everybody that has that ability should not squander that ability and should at least give it a try once in their life. And, uh, and you know, it's not like he can't get rid of it eventually, but he just needs to try. And did you and, and your friend, the other friends of Dre all get together one night in, in your secret society meeting room and, and wear robes and decide this on his behalf? Well, I mean, it didn't go down exactly like that, but yeah, it was a, it was a conference call similar to that. How do you know, how do you know his uh, artfully uh, thick stubble here in Exhibit A is not also CGI? <laughs> well, unless you can do CGI in real time in the real world, then, then, uh, then no, it's not. Did you guys also decide uh, for Dre that he should cut his hair? Yes. You made that decision for him? Yes. Um, and he resisted it as well, didn't he? Uh, he resisted it, and then he, he said straight up, no, I'm not going to do it, and then right. he showed up one day with it cut. So I have a feeling that he's going to deny, 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 and then eventually just have a beard, but okay. I don't want to take that chance. <laughs> you, you, want, you want me, through the force of minor television personality, to compel him to grow a beard? Yes. <laughs> you don't want to take the chance that he might just decide to grow one on his own point. Well, I mean, and he, not give you credit. You want me to force it at this point. Can yeah, I ask I mean, a... he, if, if anything, he, you know, he abides by authority. So I think that he, he, he will definitely follow whatever uh, judgment you, you make. Dre, do you regret cutting your hair? Oh, no, no. No, and I, and I did not do it because of the constant goading of my friends. It's Lies. It's just something I do Lies. every few years. Dre, you had, but, but, Dre, but Dre, stop. Stop. Stop fooling everybody here. You had long Jonathan Colton-like hair. Yeah. You cut it to the obvious, the, uh, you know, neat conservative, aside from these wacky sideburns, look that you have in Exhibit A. Yes. How long did you have the hair long? Uh, I don't know, three years? Yeah. And when you cut it, that's a major life change. Uh, yes, it, it did cause a stir. It caused a stir, didn't it? It did. Did it cause a stir in your heart? Um, yeah, I, I felt that. I felt a stir in my heart. You felt and that something had changed in your life? You had moved on? You had moved past something and into a new phase of your life? Uh, yeah, maybe I, you know, I grew up a little bit. You know, I was ready to, like, let some things go. Sure. All right, I'll take this uh, into my chambers. I'll take a moment to consider the evidence, and I'll come back and render my verdict. Uh, Judge Sean Hodgman is retiring to his chambers. All rise. I just want to cover this real quick with you guys. <laughs> um, Gene, Sorry. Jordan, if, it seems to me like sometimes a man has to tell his friend who's a man and a nerd to get a haircut and or Deuce make some other sartorial choice that he's incapable of making himself. Is that does that seem does that seem fair to you guys? I'm not sure what you just asked. Are you saying that sometimes in life that has to happen? Sometimes in life you have a friend who has a long hair or a no beard, and you just have to say, "Hey, listen, my buddy, who I love, but is a nerd, incapable of making aesthetic judgments. You need to cut off your long hair." Grow a beard, possibly lose the ring earring. <laughs> uh, perhaps not go with the Wolverine sideburns. Well, uh, Dre said he's really set in his ways, and I guess that's the problem with with he, this with this choice that he's being 
uh, you know, face with. No, it's certainly not that he doesn't want to have a beard. Everyone wants to have a beard, as far as I know. I'm so envious of people that can grow beards. That's you know, guys, all I think hold about. Hold on, guys. As the, as the guy in the room who can grow a beard, and uh, believe me, I could beard if I wanted to. You look like he could grow a neck beard, Jordan, which uh, I'm not really sure that's a beard. I could have a hearty Jews beard if I wanted to. I mean, Wait, Dre Jews looks like he can beard? grow. Yeah, a beard like like a like one of those crazy Jews has. Oh, I got gotcha. you. You know those? Is that like a you Jew's know, harp? crazy kind? Is that the Jew's harp of facial hair? No, it's less folksy. Okay. Um, now, as a guy who can grow a beard, it's super itchy, and um, you know, uh, as as an unmarried gent, I want to encourage uh, ladies to kiss. And I don't. I think a beard is kind of an uphill battle. I think if you want to grow a beard, you Wait. have to like be married to a woman. Wait, if you have a beard, you. you can't get girls to kiss each other? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one wants to les out for some bearded pervert. Yeah. <laughs> hey, something's happening. Hear ye, hear ye. John Hodgman is rattling his pen, uh, his cup full of pens. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Judge Hodgman, do you have a judgment? I have a, I have a judgment. Here's my judgment. There's a two-part judgment. Dre. Yes. Your friends were correct to tell you to cut your hair. You are 35 years old. Long hair was not suited to you. You look fantastic in a short haircut. I think your friends knew this. I think they realized that it was time for you to move on to a different haircut. Uh, And uh, you obviously did yourself. Uh, Whether or not uh, you did it at their goading or not, I'm going to leave that dispute for another time. It was obviously the correct judgment. Uh, However, and this is part two, your friends believe that they caused you to cut your hair, and now they're obviously drunk with power. They think they, can, <laughs> they think they can ask you to do anything. And if you grow a beard, no matter how good you look in a beard, no matter how CGI-like your beard appears, which I have to admit would be very cool, <laughs> this would only be empowering your friends further to make bizarre judgments and, uh, and requests of you. And they might ask you, for example, to stop wearing uh, zip-up uh, black pullovers. Mm-hmm. Actually, that would be correct. You should stop wearing <laughs> uh, But they might start asking you to take out your earring. Well, they usually do that as well. Uh, they might start asking you to do things that you don't want to do. For example, poke your, eye, poke your own eye out and wear an eye patch, mm-hmm. um, which would be awesome for a day after the horrible pain. Um, and, you know, you don't, they, they, they should not have this power over you. They are making you into their, or they wish to make you into their plaything. And, Nick, you have to admit the beard is going too far. This is not going well. Simply because, simply because you think your friend can grow a beard and you gave him a good advice about his haircut once before does not empower you to compel him to grow a beard if he does not so want. Let me ask you a question, Nick. Can you grow a beard? I can. Why don't you grow your own damn beard? I've grown one in the past, and it was a good learning, growing experience. I don't have one currently because I chose to get rid of it, but at least I did it. If you were a true friend, you would not try to force your friend into having the learning experiences that you did. You would lead by example. And then he might someday down the road follow, and should he ever in the future grow a beard, you will know in your heart it's because you told him to. Isn't that enough? Not for me. Well, my judgment is final all the same. 
Dre? And you are going to rue the day you made that judgment. <laughs> no, no. Oh, Nick, I will have yeah, none of geez. this. As the bailiff in this court, I ask, nay, demand that you cease all back talk, threats, mumbledy pegs. Thank you, bailiff Jesse. As the court lunchroom, I say pork today. <laughs> Look, doves! Yeah, well... Um, Thank you, Judge. I, I, I worry that Nick and his cabal of so-called friends of Dre are going to meet uh, in their pyramid and <laughs> drink the blood of goats and try to put some sort of curse on me. Maybe some sort of curse whereby I will never be able to grow a beard again. Well, I've got them covered. I wasn't able to grow a beard in the first place. Good luck, secret society. You think you can get me? When the Freemasons couldn't, when the Illuminati couldn't, <laughs> I'll tell you what I told them. Fuck off, secret societies. <laughs> yeah. Judgment has been rendered. Thank you, sir. Dre, I, 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 I really do think you should try growing a beard, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Not that beard, not that beard, but, you know, sometimes you should give it a try. If, if you decide. Well, gentlemen, Judge Hodgman, uh, uh, thank you for your time. It is my pleasure to serve. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm big time Gene O'Neill. Hey, you guys want to uh, see what the uh, citizens of Maximum Fundia have to say for themselves? I do. Well, let's go to the telephones. Hey guys, it's Brian. So I just woke up and I was like, for some reason, really wanted a root beer. But then I looked outside and it was obviously not uh, root beer weather. But then I was like, root beer coffee? Did I just invent something good or something bad? Anyway, bye. (laughs) Good, good, good. Drink it. Yeah, I think, uh, what do you think about this? Next week on the show... Brian makes some kind of root beer coffee. Either makes co- what would that be? You make coffee with root beer? I think it would be. An, I think it would be like a nice, like you know, you have an iced coffee. Uh huh. It would be one part coffee, one part root beer. Sounds good to me. Okay. Or over ice. So do you think? Do you think Brian should make this and then drink it on the show? Yes, I was very clear. Okay. Yeah. What else is he doing? Yeah, just not much. He's got some kind of blog job. I don't know. Yeah, he can do that. He can do that. Brian back in business lane. You're out there. You're in New York City. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Make a root beer coffee drink. We'll talk to you on the phone. We'll Next week on Jordan Jesse Go, we'll get Brian to make root beer coffee, and we'll find out whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. I'll tell you this much. I ain't touching it. Hmm. No, sir. Hey, Jordan Jesse Go. Uh, I just wanted to give you a momentous occasion. I just saw Pootie Tang for the first time, and it changed my world. Oh, this is Sarah from Boston. Okay, bye. Just so you know, it doesn't matter how many calls we get, how many of them are really amazing, and I have to cut them for time constraints. Somebody calls in about Pootie Tang, I'm going to run it. It's getting on. You know what I mean? Jesse, you're not supposed to use this show for your personal agenda. Ah, uh, well, my, the, me and the other members of the pro Pootie Tang lobby it's called, are growing more and more powerful every day. Yeah, I think Jesse's Jesse's personal agenda was the reason why he went into radio. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Jordan, maybe you want to talk about your favorite cult movie, Southland Tales. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I do like to talk about uh, things that suck. 
Hey boys, I have a first. I am now being paid to watch porn. No joke. I watch porn and I comment on it and they pay me 150 bucks. Best job ever and the greatest first ever. <sighs> okay. You know I'm going to oh, hold on. This 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 is <laughs> this Wait, is turning Jordan, in Jordan this, before you talk Jesse, rub on your on. microphone Jesse, some more Jesse <laughs> yeah. this is turning in this is turning into a fucking epidemic on this show and it needs to stop what is it a girl calling in with a thing that is cool and sexual but not explaining it like at all um you know this happened last week much more severely I I, I will add but but you know what? Bring us back. Yes. Remind us for what last happened last week. week. Uh, this girl called and she said she just had her, uh, her had her first casual encounter on Craigslist. A, that's interesting. B, she said it was really bad. That's interesting. C, she said that was her first time with a man. She'd only been with women up till then. That's interesting. And then she added, and now I've got a great story for my friends. Fuck you. Yeah. Why did you even tell me that happened? And you. Hey, you know what? Why? Who's paying you? Why are they paying you? Is this some sort of company? What kind of porn did you watch? What What were your comments? Like, I know I know. Jesse has this whole let's be pithy thing. Let's be pithy, yada, yada, yada. That's cute. It's funny. Yes, we don't want some, you know, nasal guy rambling on about his cat jumping down from the counter. But if you're a girl with some sort of sex story, please go into depth or email or something. Like, let's come on, people, right? Yeah, we can edit where necessary. Yes. Use some common sense. And how do you get that job? Yes. (laughs) Tell me who your superior's name is. I am watching and commenting on Born to Myself all day. (laughs) Give me $850 for it. So you, please call back. Tell us what this is. Other lady, you call back as well. Hell, you know what? Guy who said his wife wanted to have a threesome. You call back. <laughs> Why? Come, you know, let's get. Uh. She sounded like she watches porn for a living, too. Didn't she have like a real sultry voice? Yeah. Jordan, you know the guy who. She's probably got a bearskin rug in her house. <laughs> <laughs> you know the guy who uh, who called in and said his uh, girlfriend wanted to have a threesome? Yes. They did it. All right, well, we'll tell. Uh, it went great. He called in. It was a little. It was too long. It was a little boring. What, so I Jesse? What? Well, I'm sorry. It was a little bit boring. We want to hear the oh, sex I... ones before the other ones. Jesse kept it for his own personal sex vault. Yeah, well, you know, my vault was. <laughs> I had nothing. To you say had about it. The you vault. recently expanded it. Ah. Not if I started talking about the vault, something would come to me. But nothing came to me when I started talking about the vault. I'm sleepy. You know, we're recording at night tonight. Usually record during the day. I really have nothing. You've for been drinking all day. I I am so fucking wasted. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. We had to tie a balloon to Jesse's head to keep it propped up. Um, a mountain man <laughs> in in Felton gave me the most amazing moonshine, and oh, I've been drinking it ever since I was in Santa Cruz. <laughs> also, you're blind. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I'm blind? Yeah, from drinking all that moonshine. Oh, yeah, that's true. It did, it did make me go oh, blind. Oh, you're so drunk you didn't even know you were blind. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Hello, Jordan, Jesse Go. This is Anna. I live in New York City, um, and I think I have a momentous occasion. So imagine, if you will, Grand Central Station at rush hour on a rainy, rainy day, lots and lots of people flowing on an escalator, and suddenly, 
and for no apparent reason, the escalator speeds up. I'm going to go ahead and say three times its normal speed. It was going very fast. It didn't look real. I thought I was in some sort of action movie. So people are shouting and yelling, and one dude jumped off the side, just bailed out. And so everybody's freaking out, and then just as suddenly and just as without reason, it went back to its normal speed. It was really weird. Okay, bye. That's good. Girl who watches porno could have learned a lesson from that girl. Yeah, because she gave us the juicy details that, that we needed, needed guy, to know. The guy bailing out is pretty funny. That was it's like the guy's first thing. He's like, I'm getting off this this fucking thing. <laughs> See you suckers later. But I choose I choose to imagine him with one of those uh, with one of those like inflatable life vests that comes underneath your seat on the airplane. So as he's jumping out, in my mind, he's tugging that cord and it's inflating mm. around his shoulders. <laughs> and then he just like stands on steps. <laughs> yeah. I always thought escalators could go three times faster. So maybe yeah, that was like settings. Yeah, maybe they were probably settings. Maybe that was like a test run they were doing in New York to see how people would react to it. <laughs> and obviously, people freaked out. Yeah, it's but, like how they t- how they tested the uh, McDonald's Angus burger out here first. <laughs> yeah, remember when you freaked out, Jordan, and you ate it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that ruined it for the rest of the country. Yeah, I jumped off of a McDonald's when I saw that thing. <laughs> you know what, though? It's because New Yorkers are more intense people. When I'm in New York, I feel like everything's going three three times too fast anyway. I know what you mean, Jesse. What with King Kong and all. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be back in just a second Only on Jordan. Only in New York. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Oh, big time Gene O'Neill. Now the first nice. time we, perfect. Perfect. Jordan, I don't I didn't think that was Yep, perfect. it was. There was nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I counted to three thousand in my head. No, you you know you 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 said Jesse, don't do, you know about do, do. timing? Well I mean I th- I thought I knew about it. Nah, apparently timing. you don't. Tell you what, take one thousand, two, one thousand, three, one thousand. Jesse, you know nothing about timing. Nice. So another home run. Are you guys saying that the key to timing is waiting too long? Is waiting an uncomfortable amount of time, making another noise, and then saying the thing? That seems unlikely to me. Whoa, Jesse. Hey, who took a timing class while we were gone? <laughs> Jesse, did you take it? What about what about changing speeds? What about following the heater with a slow ball? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know if people are ready for that. You just did it. Oh, Jesus. I just fucked my own mind. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, can we talk about something about uh, 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 something only vaguely timely, re- timing related right now? Sure. Speaking of timing, uh, the pledge drive ends at the end of the month. That's May 31st. 30 days has September, April, June, and November. Yes. May 31st is the final day of the maximum fund drive. Uh, And if you have not yet given, now is the time to go to MaximumFund.org, click on Donate, uh, give some money. Uh, It will, of course, support the shows you love 
absolutely 100% directly. You can get a free t-shirt. You can get a cool thank you present. Uh, There's all kinds of cool stuff. But I want to say that since we went on the air asking for money last time, rip-roaring success. People love Jordan Jesse Go, Jordan. Yeah, why wouldn't they? Getting getting lots of nice emails from people. They say, you know, I like the sound of young America. I love Jordan Jesse Go. Mm -hmm. That's an appropriate reaction. One's good, one's great. Somebody called to ask if they could give their money specifically to Jordan Jesse Go, which I guess means they want me to cancel the sound of young America, maybe? Yeah. I kind of had to explain that there's, you know... There's not, a, you know, there's not, it's not like you can't reapportion the resources in some way. Do people ever call or write and say, I hate the show. Give me some of the money people have been sending you. <laughs> <laughs> um, they haven't to this point, but it sounds like a great idea. That's how it sounds like a testament to your success. Yeah. No one's done that yet. Oh, that's a good point, George. I mean, Gene, I hadn't even thought of that. No one has called in to ask for any of my money back. From them. Yeah, because I was on a radio show once where people were just demanding money all the time, all the pledge money that they made, and we went bankrupt. Yeah. Yeah. And you had to go drop off the air, right? Yeah, because we had to give people the money that they asked for. I mean, that's just how it goes. You know what I mean? That is how it goes if you don't have a beloved show like Jordan Jesse Go. So, hey, good for you guys. But, hey, if you don't want to hey, give me. Jesse's uh, other worst show money, you just want to send me 9 bucks, 14, uh, 1560 North Little Avenue, 210 Los Angeles, California, 90046. Wait a minute. Did you just give out your your address? Yes, yeah, so somebody could send me 9 bucks. Uh, Jordan, all the perverts heard your address. Now they're going to watch you change. Yeah. How did you pick 9 bucks? Is, uh, Isn't that what you donate to, the, to Maximum Fun when you donate? $9? Yeah. No, that's just a number you pick completely out of the sky. Here's there's some lots of levels you can donate at. Jordan's oh, yeah. favorite hooch costs nine dollars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jordan has to spend or a box of tomatoes. He has to spend nine dollars to maintain his still. He needs new copper tubing from the Home Depot. <laughs> you can give two dollars a month, five dollars a month, ten dollars a month, twenty dollars a month, Jordan. Mm-hmm. All those are perfectly reasonable amounts per month to give. Gene, you you donated, right? I did. Yeah, I think you did. Oh, jeez. I think you not during this pledge drive, but you you have donated to the show in the past. I remember thinking, hey, that's really nice of Gene to donate. No, you're right, Jesse. I did donate to uh, I think overcome the guilt of not coming on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair though, Gene does go on benders and and uh, but instead of having like unprotected sex, he just donates to stuff. That's why the Children's Hospital has the Eugene O'Neill Memorial Award. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was not one of my best. That was from, <laughs> from your last birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, visit maximumfund.org and click on donate uh, before the 31st so you can get some prizes and support all of the Maximum Fun shows and the website and the bandwidth and the and, and me eating and doing all the stupid editing and all that kind of thing. Uh, maximumfund.org and and click on donate. La, la, la. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Big time Gene O'Neill. You know who I am. You know, last week on the program, it's pretty presumptive, Gene. Oh, sorry. They well, probably you, know the playwright Eugene O'Neill. Big time Gene O'Neill. You may or may not know who I am. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> That's nice. It's nice and neutral. Yeah, keep it, keep it, uh, keep it polite, you know. Um, uh, last week on the program, I declared that I wanted to turn this whole show into sort of an audio version of Seventeen Magazine. 
And the most important way to do that, I don't know if you have you ever either of you guys ever read a seventeen? Yes. Team. I may have read twenty or thirty issues. <laughs> <laughs> Only in one doctor's office though. <laughs> it was a long wait. Um HMO. They're primarily Pizza Pie. <laughs> Sorry. You guys want to handle things from here on out? Yeah, we can. Yeah, yeah. We'll, just, we'll just keep saying things. <laughs> hey, Gene, check that out. Whoop! <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, uh, uh, the, what, the, what is mostly going on in Seventeen Magazine is people are telling stories about a time they got really embarrassed. Um, preferably in front of their crush, but, but not Usually always. Usually to do with, like, period blood. Yeah, like and, and, you know, just general tales of mortification... Uh, is what I asked our listeners to call in and and let us know. And the the trickle has started turning into a, into a stream. This is going to be this is an open request here. I want more for next week. But I thought if I sh- I was trying to think of like if it, has any if either of you guys ever had like something happen where your pants fell down. Jeans pointing to Jordan. <laughs> Do you remember my pants falling down? Do you remember a time that I don't? No, I was thinking of Jordan's matchbook story, which he doesn't have to tell if he doesn't want to. Oh, I could tell that. Yeah, let's hear it. I could tell that. Uh, anyways, um, this was uh, this was this was a few years ago. This is kind of when I had first. I I hadn't been in L.A. that long, and um, there was a um, um, there was this there was this girl I had uh, I was always had a little a uh, little thing for in uh in college and um and she was living down here and um uh anyway so you know i i thought this would be just be a perfect time we're both we're both you know new to la strange city let's you know let's we can you know we can be friends and perhaps perhaps this will finally uh, blossom to you know something more anyways um so um anyway so i invite her out and um it's to this um uh, it's and, and it's to it's to this kind of like a kind of impressive or at least you know for a guy who hadn't been in that lo- L A that long kind of an impressive like kind of L A party and I thought this would be a good place an industry party an right? industry party there was you know open bar and um, Fran Drescher was there yeah the, yeah Fran Drescher was there I knew I was going to get a little high sign at least from her which Jordan's is, downplaying it a little but it sounds like your typical you know raving L A industry party yeah absolutely. Um, Anyway, so we go to the party. We're having a nice time. Kelsey Grammer's there. He's got his puma, <laughs> and he's wearing he's wearing all the makeup from uh, X Men Three, which hadn't even come out yet. Yeah, <laughs> we were all surprised. Like, wow, which spoiler, one are you? Spoiler alert! Yeah. Um. <clears throat> anyways, and uh, so it was going well, and she, you know, and then at the party we meet this guy. I, I, one of my first jobs when I moved out here, I was in this weird reality show think tank. It was like, you know, young young Hollywood hopefuls come up with reality show ideas. That's a totally different story for a different podcast. It was, it was anyways. But one of the guys I was in this think tank with um, was at the party. You know, I introduced them. Ah, shit. You know, yeah, I kind of knew what was going on from the get go. Flirt, flirt, flirt. Email address exchange. Anyways, and I kind of drop her off feeling a little bit dejected. He, you know, she like asked about him on the way back. She's like, oh, is, you know, what's, you know, what's, what's so-and-so up to? Uh, how do you know him? Anyways, anyways, a couple weeks later, I, I get kind of a late-ish night call from her. It was like, you know, you know, like 10 or 11 at night. And she's like, hey, I'm at this bar kind of close to your house. Why don't you come on down? 
great. This is a great <coughs> – excuse me. This is a great sign. You know, what – you know, what can this mean other than ready to party, right? Right. Anyways. What um, is in this case party you were hoping meant hand job? Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, she's ready to give a hand job. <laughs> It's like, hey, Jordan, yeah. my hand's feeling empty. I can't keep this <laughs> cell phone in it forever. I'm on the corner of Fun and HJ Town. Why don't you <laughs> yeah. come meet me? HJ Town Avenue. <laughs> um, yeah, why did they name it that? Not HJ Town Parkway. That's a whole other part of town. <laughs> yeah, I got lost. It's I confusing because they're very close to each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So oftentimes you'll be like, oh, that's probably what they were talking about. You make the turn. It's not. You had to no. drive a little farther. Yeah, exactly. So you're on the corner of Fun and H.J. Town at this bar. <laughs> yeah, anyways, and we get there, and sure enough, they're, they're there together. They, he, he was also there, and, um, you know, uh, uh, automatically I'm in kind of the most uncomfortable situation in the world, which is couple with other guy. Right. Cause you, and you're in a tuxedo with yeah, posies in I your was, hand. I was. Yeah, I had posies. I had my straw boater on. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they're like, who are these for? And you're like, nobody. Um, and I had to eat them and then say it was part of my special diet. Oh, these are for me. Nothing but posies. Uh, anyways, and so anyways, yeah, it's an uncomfortable situation. He goes to the bathroom, and at, when he's in the bathroom, she just starts uh, gushing to me about how great he is, you know, ambitious he has this deal he has that deal His he's penis great is this big. Yeah, yeah yeah literally the, yeah you should i mean you should hear me when it's <laughs> uh, wow i didn't know that i could be i never thought i was that kind of girl but i am uh anyways and as she's explaining this this matchbook just flies out of nowhere and hits me square in the face and um i look kind of across the bar and there's a guy with an outstretched hand and a guy and then i look to my other side and there's a guy with a I had just thrown something pose so he's trying to throw it to his friend at the other side of the bar but it just hit me in the face in like the worst possible moment <laughs> right when she was slicing your heart in half yeah Man. anyways and then I had and then like after that I just had to like stay there another hour to be polite and like oh Jesus anyways I um when I I've spent of course my entire adult life avoiding uh, uh avoiding any possibility of risk taking that might lead to embarrassment at some point but I actually I was thinking about you know when what was a moment of shame for me when I when I was in elementary school I had this friend named Tony and uh, Tony was uh, uh, half half Italian half Chinese guy and uh, he had come over to our house one time and to my house to my mom's house we'd gone somewhere there had been like a minor fender bender and his his parents were really upset with my mom for not calling them right away after this minor fender bender we went to get something to eat or something. And, um, and so we, I was on really dicey ground with them and I had just gotten this, uh, joke book from my grandparents had sent me when they visited Australia. Truly tasteless jokes. It was not called uh, Aussie edition. Yeah, it was really, I mean, maybe they just don't have tasteful jokes in, uh, in Australia, but I thought, I'm thinking maybe I'm, maybe I was nine years old, I want to say. So I go over to Tony's house, and it's the first time I've ever been to Tony's house, which was really cool because Tony had uh, NES and Sega Master System, both. <laughs> wow. And he had a bunch I knew that kid in high school. Man, and, what a prick. And he had a bunch of games, too. And he was really, he preferred Sega Master System, which I thought was interesting. Let me guess. He had Wonder Boy. He had... Uh... 
He may have fantasy zone. He may have even he may have even had a turbo graphics with Bonk's adventure if I'm <laughs> if I'm not misremembering this whole thing. Wow. Oh, didn't you want to murder him and take his identity? And uh at the dinner table, I I don't remember why, but I told this joke from the joke book and the joke was about a ballooning race. It was really like this is what a weird joke book to give to a child, but it's a b- ballooning race across Europe and there's like, like a how, like the Polak slams there's like balloon. a Frenchman there's like a there's a uh, an Englishman a Frenchman and in the joke book and f- guys I had no idea a Chinaman <laughs> wow and so Chinaman. I Chinaman t- did you say Chinaman yeah I said Chinaman many times in the course of this joke right so they're, they're flying their balloon and uh, they get to, you know, France, and the Frenchman goes, oh, my beautiful f- France, and he throws some, uh, he throws a bottle, he throws a bottle of uh, champagne off or something, throws his hat off or something like that, and then they get over England, and the Englishman says, oh, my beautiful England, and he throws some bangers and mash off of it. It makes the a lot queen. less sense in retrospect. And then the Chinese, the Chinamen, feels left out and he throws some plates off and says oh my beautiful china or something but i so it's not even it's not even racist apart from using no the word no the Chinaman. joke is not a racist joke it's but like china has wait, was that the punchline yeah <laughs> i i don't remember the joke that well all i remember is it involved me saying chinaman many many times in front of tony's whole half of his family is chinese and like his like grandma lived this is like chinese oh. grandma lived at his house his his uh, Chinese. I can't remember if it was his mother or his father that was that was Chinese, but one of his parents was Chinese, and all the whole nine yards. And Tony was not allowed to be friends with me anymore. Yeah, because you're a racist. After that, because I was a racist, I had no idea. Oh my god! And it's weird, like when you first like discover jokes when you're you know like nine or ten or something like that, and then like. I don't know. I feel like there was a period where I was obsessed with Polak jokes. And like, it didn't even like, I didn't even really know. I just knew that like, I guess I wasn't even aware that Poland was a country. I just knew that Polak was a stand in for dumb. Uh huh. And that if you wanted to have a dumb guy in a joke, you said the Polak. Uh huh. Anyways, and it like just didn't, yeah, just like, you know. There were a lot of drunk Irishman jokes in this book, as I recall. Mm. Is primarily drunk Irishman books. Yeah, man, you you're not going to get debated on those jokes, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and you blew your chance to play Sega Master System. This kid I probably know. got an Atari Jaguar at some point. You could have been playing. This yeah. kid probably had a 3DO before anybody. Yeah. Oh man, that guy totally must have had a 3DO. Or a Maybe Neo he had a Geo. Neo Geo. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. Holy mackerel! Um, Gene, are you going to tell us an embarrassing story now? You've had all that time to think of one. Yeah, I've been trying you had to... time to point at me and suggest one for me to tell. I'm sorry. I've been trying to think of one this entire time. I mean, my life has been defined by embarrassment, but <laughs> I don't think I can't. I'm straining to think of something anecdotal. At the what moment. about the time when you were a baby and you pulled that hot coffee onto yourself and you almost died? That was really embarrassing. <laughs> oh yeah, that was kind of humiliating. <laughs> You kind of just told the story there. (laughs) How about how you have a dad that still wears a Bo Jackson t-shirt around the house? (laughs) No, we wish he still had that Bo Jackson t-shirt because it would be awesome to have now. But yes, uh, when I was younger, my dad had a Bo Nose (laughs) t-shirt. And 
he somehow managed to keep it like maybe up to 10 years after the Bo Nose <laughs> campaign was like phased out of existence. <laughs> and uh, he would like still like pick me up from school or something like wearing that shirt or like kind of sh- like or pick me up from a friend's house. Like one time uh, I was at a friend's house like with a bunch of other friends and uh, my dad was like going to pick me up and one of my friends like totally injustice oh geez dad's going to show up in that bow nose shirt <laughs> everyone laughed and I'm like ah, ha, ha, ha. oh the odds of that happening are too high and of course of course and then yeah he I see him pull up and he's wearing the shirt I try to like run out the door before he get out but he totally gets out starts like jogging up to the door and everyone sees it and starts cracking up <laughs> but now and then years later uh like me and my sister and i uh like both wish he still had that shirt because <laughs> it would be totally cool to have a bow nose shirt yeah, yeah at this point uh we, i was just wishing for like a, a bootleg simpsons t-shirt the other day yeah oh, i remember those yeah like bart simpson is michael jordan doing the jump man yeah Did you ever sure. see those or rasta bart yeah i was wishing for rasta bart don't have a cow man Oh, man, that's good. <laughs> Mon. Instead, <laughs> Instead of, man. of man. Oh, boy. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Uh, this is Max Fun Forum member Casey. I'm just calling about the most embarrassing moment uh, action item from last week's podcast. Um, when I was in seventh grade in, like, the third or fourth week of class, I actually threw up on the bus, and I was sitting out in, like, the last seat, like, the last row, you know, in the back of the bus, and I distinctly remember the the barf actually seeping toward the front of the bus as, you know, the slope where we were on conveniently. Um, and uh, you could hear, you know, the screams of the kids as it approached them and they could see it coming. Um, yeah, so that was pretty gross. And um, I actually sort of walking a mile to my friend's house every morning to uh, get on a different bus, even though I'm pretty <laughs> sure everybody in the school knew who I was. <laughs> that's, uh, that's about it. Um, just thought I'd let you guys know that. And, uh, Thought you might enjoy that a little bit. Uh, What's good about it is I don't think, you know, you start with barfing on the bus. Certainly that's embarrassing. But what you really have to have is some sort of outrageous response to it, like never riding that bus again, even though it meant you had to walk a mile to your friend's house to take a different bus even though everyone knew that it was you that barfed on the bus one way or the other. They got to do something about those bus floors because he's right. You know, the rivets that they have, it makes it because I uh, in Santa Cruz once I dropped a bottle of vodka on the uh-huh. bus and it broke open uh-huh. <laughs> like vodka just started. It's like as soon as we break, it starts to rush towards the front of the bus. <laughs> <laughs> so like the whole bus smells like vodka. And I had yeah, I know I had to get off that bus. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, it's because of those stupid rivets that they have that any kind things, of fluid things that, don't pool yeah things the, don't pool. The, like channels yeah it's so got like channels you're, you're just on the asking floor. for vomit or you know spilt vodka to just start running running they down might the as well just the they might as well just put up a sign please vomit or spill vodka so it can get everywhere so we can demonstrate the principle of the aqueduct <laughs> jordan jesse go this is mark big donk from north carolina and uh, the moment of shame I would like to talk about isn't like one of those, you know, momentary intense moments of shame, like when I have a new girlfriend and I have to tell her that I have the, uh, the popular HPV or something like that. I'm talking about an uh, instance that led to a life full of shame, a lifelong shame. Um, it goes back to when I was 10 and me and my friend Mikey decided to steal Easter, being the only two Jewish kids in our nice little suburban neighborhood that was a big loop with a little mini forest in the middle. Um, Every year, the 
the parents would get together and throw a big Easter egg hunt in this little forest. And that Easter Sunday when everybody was at church, Mikey and I went over and raided the Easter egg hunt, and we took candies out of the eggs and brought them home. And we left all the empty eggs there, which was probably horrifying for the kids to run around and find an egg and then open it. Nothing there. And, uh, well, word got around the neighborhood pretty quick that uh, that candy had been stolen. And my mother, seeing my fresh pile of candy that she didn't believe that I had bought with my non-existent income, um, she decided that I should go to every single person's house in the neighborhood and admit what I had done and offer lawn mowing services for that summer to anybody who felt offended and going to every house and saying what I had done and apologizing was super shameful and I got shame, shamed every time we had a big neighborhood event or anything like that and there were kids that weren't allowed to hang out with me up through high school from the neighborhood because their parents were afraid of the bad influence and all that kind of stuff so every time I think about doing something kind of naughty feeling Easter kind of creeps back into my brain and sometimes will stop me from going through with things. But, uh, yeah, that's my big, super big moment of shame, my lifelong shame, feeling Easter and then having to expose myself and uh, receive all the uh, anger and disappointment of everyone that lived around me. For Now... That story of shame could have ended at my name is so-and-so Big Donk. <laughs> that was a hate crime. That was a, that, was a, that was a hate crime that he perpetrated. Yeah, I mean, I was going to I was gonna point out, Gene, just so you know, uh, Big Donk is a combination of two themes that have been going on in Jordan Jesse Go lately. One is uh, Mark Curry's outro to the Looney song, Oakland Raiders. Yeah, I know that one. Uh, Big one, Dank, Big right? Big Dank, yeah. right. And the second is a miniature donkey or donk. Oh, okay. All right. I amend what I said. <laughs> so That's he's, not bad. he's combined the two of them. By the way, donk update. Uh, the donks that we had, the donks that we had, that we had a line on, we may or may not be able to hire. But don't worry, uh, Jess, Teresa's uh, best pal, is sending out an all-points bulletin to the Marin Horse Club looking for donks. It's an all-donks bulletin. Mm. Hopefully we're going to have some donks at our wedding. Gene, did you hear about the donks at our wedding? No, there's we're, going to be donks at the wedding? We're hoping to have donks at the wedding. They're not going to do anything, though. They're just going to stand around. Oh, you should make a donk the ring bearer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Now, now you're talking, Gene. Anyway, uh... Anyway, with regard to this guy, I mean, that's a that's a terrible story. It's interesting to me. I mean, it seems clear to me in hindsight that it wasn't that they wouldn't let their kids hang out with him because he ruined Easter. It was because he was a Jew, right? Yes. This yeah. is a this pure is a anti-Semitism. Proof, proof that America is racist. Yeah, absolutely. Just because a guy does one hate crime. Yeah. Doesn't... One simple hate crime. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, and you're teaching kids. He was, I think, he was teaching all the Gentiles a lesson that that uh, Easter isn't about eating as much candy as possible, but it's about uh, magic bunnies. Yeah, well, it's about or being disappointed. Lord. Yeah, <laughs> when, when Jesus died, that was a disappointing original Easter. So I feel like he kind of simulated the true Catholic, ex, you know, Christian experience. And if Jesus was real, he would have resurrected their candy. He would have. Oh, proof. Proof positive. Somebody call Penn Gillette. <laughs> Jordan Jesse, this is uh, David from Castro Valley, California, the best suburb in uh, the Bay Area. 
Anyways, I'm calling about my great shame. I've never shared it with anyone. Um, when I was in eighth grade, I got my yearbook. I did all the usual yearbook stuff, signature, underlined friends, faces, whatever. Um, however, I didn't feel the signatures said the things about me that I wanted them to say, namely that I was a catch. So I went through the yearbook, picked out uh, girls, I guess that's all they were at that point, uh, that I found attractive, and I wrote fictitious entries intimating that we had been close. So I created myself as a faux Lothario. I even attempted to change my handwriting to make it appear more feminine. A nugget from one entry, my mom still asked me whatever happened to that cute white boy, or the more eloquent, keep your cute ass. Um, my ploy never worked, and eventually I tore the pages out of the yearbook rather than my wife or kids coming across it and destroying me with my shame. All right, thanks. What? How would his? What would have? That's a good one. How would he ploy? What? What is the way in which this would have worked? The only thing that (laughs) that kept that shame story from being perfect, like and it was great, was like the big reveal. Like his friend. Did he say his friends caught him? No, no. no, He tore out the pages. He tore the pages out so his children could never find it. Yeah, like he missed out on the big. I got called out on it. But yeah. like that's still pretty amazing. My that mom. He did that. My mom still asks me, "Whatever happened to that cute white boy?" That's what do you say? That's what he wrote in 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 what he believed to be a cute black girl's handwriting. Oh. Or Mex. Or Mex. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Latina. He probably used gel pens. Too. Could have been that's a, a good... could have been a China woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, I I I mean, I've heard rumors. I don't know. I mean, I've heard rumors about there's there's services that you can pay to get you know MySpace comments from attractive looking you know decoy women just to you know make you more more you know seem more popular to the real women who you're trying to oh wow take to bed via MySpace yeah (laughs) but it's just a similar similar pre web principle now. If you guys think that embarrassing things only happen to men, you're wrong. Because Don't they, they though, Jesse? Uh, no, they actually also happen to women. All right. You mean the greater sex often suffers moments of shame? Yes, they do. I'll believe that when I hear or see it. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, go. This is Emily from Ohio. Here's my embarrassing moment. Um, last year, um, I just really, really wanted to watch Can't Hardly Wait, and for some reason it wasn't on TV that week, so I went to the video store. Uh, the video store in my town is independently run, and everyone who works there is a big new movie snob. So I went there. They didn't have the DVD, but they had the VHS. So I didn't have a VCR in my apartment at the time, so I also had to rent a VCR. So I rented Can't Hardly Wait on VHS and the VCR. Um, I'm usually not the kind of person who turns in their videos late, but that time I turned in both the VCR and Can't Hardly Wait late. Um, the next time I went into the video store, it was a uh, Friday evening. It was fairly crowded, and I got up to the counter. I put my uh, DVD on the counter. He pulled up my account, and the clerk just got this awful, horrible, snotty smile on his face. He cleared his throat, and then as loud as he could say without yelling, said, you have a late fee on Can't Hardly Wait on VHS, and the VCR, and then he laughed in my face. Have a good day. Bye. <laughs> wow. 
why did you just buy it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how much could it have cost? <laughs> I rented the uh, VHS and then a VCR and then a home to watch it in. What I really like is that they're still renting out VCRs. <laughs> it's Ohio. This is a few years ago, right? Yeah. Mm, sounds pretty, pretty blue, recent. Pre, Pre-Blu-ray. Yeah, how much more can it be to re- buy a VCR? They, uh, by the way, she, her, choi- her choices were rent, can't hardly wait, and the VCR, or rent a CDI, CD Interactive <laughs> Machine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and play Sherlock Holmes Murder Mystery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> National Geographic Expeditions or something. Lost Zelda game. I feel like there's people out there who have better tales of shame than those, right? Those yeah, were good. Those were good, but I think we've got people who can beat them, don't you? Yes. I don't know. Could people have suffered more shame than those people? I, th- I certainly believe they could have. I and don't know, Jesse. You're going to have to impress me. Well, we'll have to we'll have to turn to our audience to impress us. Uh, if you have a tale of shame that can beat those tales of shame... Uh, give us a call at the Maximum Fun Hotline. Are we giving the most shameful winner some sort of prize? Um, no, I mean that wasn't in the that wasn't the plan, but we no, could. We what be, what would be a good be, uh, what would be a good prize? The prize to give is you get most? to hear it played on the radio. Yeah, exactly. We'll sign your yearbook. Literally, dozens of people will hear it on this podcast. Or you can just forge a message from us. We will sign <laughs> your yearbook if that's what this is about. Yeah, just mail it with a self-addressed stamp envelope. And then we'll mail it back after we signed it. Absolutely. 206-9844-FUN is the Maximum Fun Hotline. If you have a tale of shame you'd like to share with us, uh, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Big time Gene O'Neill. Gene, it was a pleasure to have you on this program. It was a pleasure to be on here. Thank you for having me. All those college years fans out there are, are rejoicing at this uh, joyful reunion we've had. Is this the first time that you've been on with the uh, two of us? Th- Were you on one Yeah, time? no, I think I've only been on with you guys separately. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, Gene, thank you so much for doing it. It was a joy. Yeah, I'd like to do Got it again. Got anything you want to plug? Um, you guys should watch Lost on Thursdays. It's a good show. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, our action item this week is our um uh is our tales of shame. If you have a tale of shame to share with us, give us a call on the Maximum Fun Hotline two zero six nine eight four four Fun. And of course, it is pledge drive time. You know, Jordan, if you spread out the pledges that we get in a given month over the number of downloads that we get in a month so that it's like people pay this amount per download, you know how much people pay per download? Eight tuppence. Less than, less than two cents per download wow. in donations. So uh, we can really, we can really <laughs> use your donations. We're not we're not looking for we're not looking for that Ricky Gervais ninety nine pence type of situation. We'd settle for we'd settle for a, a little more than uh, maybe tuppence and a halfpenny. Th- <laughs> Jesse, I don't know if you heard thruppence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're shooting for thruppence. So uh, go to maximumfund.org and click on donate to support Mac, to support Jordan Jesse Go the blog the you know the forums the whole nine yards. And hey, guess what? Hmm. Um, the March of Time Madness is going really strong on the website right now. 
I think we're going to bring in a surprise expert at some point here coming up to analyze our uh, final eight or final four. I'm not going to say who the expert wow. is, um, but I've spoken with him on the. I've oh, I just gave away his gender. I've spoken <laughs> with him on the email. Him or she? He's into it, and he knows a lot about history. Uh, you might even say he's hardcore about it. Oh man! And uh, I've got. I think we're going to be able to hook oh, it up. Man. I think we're going to be able to hook it up. Hey, Jordan, have we talked about uh, the monsters of podcasting? I don't think we've mentioned the monsters of podcasting. June twenty eighth in San Francisco, we're doing the monsters of podcasting at the Dark Room Theater with our pals. You look nice today. Uh, a journal of emotional hygiene. A great new podcast from uh, our friends uh, Lonely Sandwich, Scott Simpson, and uh, Hot Dogs Ladies, aka Merlin Mann. Um, we're getting together. We're doing live taping in San Francisco. The advance tickets are sold out, but there will be some tickets at the door. Um, and we've got some surprises in store and the whole nine yards. So I hope we'll see you June 28th at the, uh, dark room theater in San Francisco. Uh, our theme music is love you by the free design from the best of the free design that is out on and courtesy of light in the attic records. We'll see you next time on Jordan, Jesse go. 